This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Mr. Vandenberg, thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID Report. All over South Africa offers a creative alternative to the traditional agency model, building dedicated in-house agencies to deliver better work. Can you tell us more about that? And can you take us through the specific method that you use in ensuring clients have better marketing solutions that help drive their business forward? Hello, and thank you for having me on this uh, very interesting topic. And hello to all your listeners. yeah, so I think we, we found that that our model has been good at adapting to this unprecedented environment that we that we find ourselves in. And I think one of the um you know our approach has always been to kind of solve business problems for our customers through a combination of of using technology smarter, of the, the process and the way that um our customers work and that we work, and then obviously by building, you know, bespoke agencies and bespoke people solutions, um, which are normally co-located with the brand. Um, however, what, what we discovered um, since March, not just in South Africa, but, but globally, is that given the way that we interact with our clients, the fact that we are all working from home didn't actually change anything. And in fact, in some ways, sped up um, some of our workflows. So uh, yeah, it, it's a very interesting topic. And it's very interesting to see how how the industry um, is having to adjust to to the new world order. And going more in depth with that, how does Oliver SA develop integrated answers to the creative challenges faced by brands and help them unlock their campaign and contact opportunities, more especially during a pandemic where some things may have not applied. Let's say a travel campaign might not have been the best suited campaign in the middle of June. Yeah, yeah, quite. Um, well, what we've done, and I'll, I'll speak both globally and locally, because I think that's one of the advantages of being part of a global business. We've seen, you know, a lot of slowdowns in. You know, we had quite a strong um, client base in the in the travel and and, and hospitality in, industry, and that's obviously slowed down massively. Um, however, in South Africa, most of our clients are in the in the retail um, and finance sectors. And again, the the, the struggles have have been real. Um, what we found. Is that we we always go back to the problem at hand. What is it that we're trying to solve, and then trying to understand the dynamics of of the consumer. So it's it's the same thing that marketers have been doing for years. It's just unprecedented times. What what, what we've seen is that in many situations where consumers had been slow to adapt to an e-com or decom online kind of experience, that that migrations happened now there's very very few people i think the first you know first solid lockdown forced people to stop looking online things were closed then things opened up people are avoiding retail um stores and malls still to some degree or certainly their frequency and and durations have 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 reduced so we've seen that that consumers are ready and more engaged with with e-com platforms and so what we found is a lot of our clients that they were typically getting, say, 10% or under 10% single digit of their revenues from online platforms and the balance, you know, through, through traditional outlets, that's now flipping. And, and so we, we're finding that a lot of our clients, we're now having deep, deep conversations around data, around understanding conversions, understanding customers' behavior online and targeting and, and developing campaigns um, around that. And speaking 
speaking to the creative agencies themselves, do you believe that South African creative agencies are doing enough to upskill their employees so as to attract projects and clients from different parts of the world, considering that the pandemic has connected us far more than anyone ever expected us? Love that question. One of my favorite, favorite topics. So, yeah, um, I think it's a great question. And the short answer is no. Um, for my sins, um, I've, had, I've believed this very, very firmly that South Africa boxes, we, have, we box above our weight in creative space. We, we win awards globally. We have extremely talented people. We're extremely hardworking. Um, our, our sensibilities are more Western than, say, India or Kuala Lumpur or the typical kind of offshoring destinations. Our RAND makes us very, very attractive to pound, dollar, euro-based clients. Our time zones are very aligned to Europe and to the UK, you know, and in fact, about 10 years ago, we started actively pursuing work offshore as an agency and as a, as a um, you know, from a production and a creative point of view. And we've seen, seen big, big successes, but it's taken a long time to develop that. And so I think you're quite right. Uh, what this pandemic has done is has made the world, ironically, a smaller place. Um, if everyone's communicating on Zoom, whether you're in the same city or not, why then should you be finding a integrated designer or an art director or creative director for that matter in London if you can find that person in Johannesburg or Cape Town? Why are you looking for a front-end developer in India if you could also get them in Durban or whatever the case is? So I think um, there's a huge opportunity. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity for individual creative talent to see themselves as a brand and market themselves as a business and as a brand. And I think there's, there's huge opportunities as in the gig economy now that's opening up more so than ever for individual talent. And then I think for agencies themselves, yeah, I, I think the network guys, the big network guys should, should be focusing on this more. I, I don't know if they are. I think the smaller agencies, the more independent guys could really do well with, with picking up overflow work for some other agencies or even brands internationally. So I don't think people are doing enough and I think people should think about it more, more thoroughly and, and, and more aggressively. Considering that localization of global campaigns is incredibly important for the success of campaigns, are international companies doing enough, especially now during the pandemic, to localize their global campaigns? Um, good question. We spend a lot of time doing that. So we, we're very fortunate in that um, a lot of our global clients, we also have an expression of them locally. So for instance, uh, Unilever is one of our big clients. Um, we've got probably 25, 30 people dedicated to Unilever in Durban in South Africa, but we're also part of a global <clears throat> youth studio network with it, probably about 400 people in 22 countries uh, working on Unilever work. And so I'll give you an example um, one of the one of the brands which globally is called Rexona in South Africa it's called Shield. The big idea came out of London, which was during COVID and lockdown, move more at home, and that was the drive and that was the message, which is a great insight. It's a great um, way of of taking an active sports brand and putting it into the the reality of of the consumer's construct, which is I'm not going to gyms, I'm not going outside, I'm not interacting with with other people, but I still want to keep my regime, my fitness, my sport, my exercise regime up. And so that, that move from home was the kind of global campaign, which has now been localized across you know, multiple markets. And in fact, you know, we've done a, a huge campaign around that in SA. 
they did similar things in Latin, they did similar things in Southeast Asia. And so I think that's a great example where they got it right, where they thought of an idea that had the legs to move and they had the right people on the ground and in various territories to be able to execute that and, and localize that. But yeah, I think I think more and more of the bigger brands are starting to see the realities of diversity and inclusivity, which means you can't just think like a Western person or like a brand team in London or New York. You do need to tap into your regional um, nuances and your regional and um, creative teams to make sure that the ideas you're coming up with can translate and do translate um, cross territory, cross market and cross cultural. Now, Paul, can you take us through the ways in which this pandemic has forced advertisers of all sizes to rethink the types of campaigns they should run? And does, how does this apply to the way in which everyone has had to embrace the move to the digital realm, perhaps out of necessity? And what kind of shifts have brands adopted in light of the recent marketing and digital changes that have had to be implemented? Ah, yeah, good question. Quite a few parts to that. So let me try and give um, give give a, a a quick response to each one of those things. So, in essence, the this pandemic has been the great equalizer. So I think in in, in some senses, brands that have um, been empathetic or or understood that um, the human condition that we've been going through that has been unprecedented, I think, have had the most leverage and had the most. Um, brand loyalty for, for one of a better better word so let me let me give you a real example that i think demonstrates what i'm talking about so we were very fortunate one of our global partners is diageo we were very fortunate that um they we started talking to them after the pandemic so this was you know without anyone climbing on airplanes they wanted they wanted us our assistance to to work with them in africa cross border from south africa we actually in july set up a team in nigeria and got people from Cape Town, Johannesburg, various other parts of the world to roll out um, a Diageo campaigns in Nigeria. And that would that literally was done in days, not weeks. And for instance, if we had not been in lockdown, it probably would have taken longer. We would probably have had to climb on an airplane. We would probably have had to spend more time in meetings and in rooms. Whereas actually we did this all virtually. And the fact that people aren't all in the same city doesn't really matter we just finished a very successful sponsorship thing with them on brother nigeria and incredible results people were having you know tv parties and gathering around you know uh, home environments to consume alcohol and have a party and watch big brother and do things together in smaller groups rather than going out to clubs and and nightclubs etc so being able to tailor the message and tailor the experience for people's realities, I think is incredibly important. Um, there were also there were restrictions on in Nigeria as there were in South Africa as to where you could buy alcohol, but they were actually still able to buy it online. And so they drove a huge amount of their, their spend and their focus on, onto DCOM, which worked equally well. And again, that's just a very quick example of, of how um, this is business unusual and, and people have to adapt and be agile. And, and I think coming back to the basic thing of having empathy for the consumer, for your customer and trying to meet them where they are. And speaking more now to the advertising industry, what has the impact been like on the advertising industry of COVID-19? And how are agencies dealing with the impact? Have some closed doors? Has advertising, the need for advertising gone down? How is the landscape looking? To be, to be honest, and I, again, this is, I'm not an expert <laughs> or a market analyst, 
what I've seen both locally and globally is that it's been really tough. The reports I've read have been that that a number of agencies, you know, particularly globally in the UK, US, and, and elsewhere, have done what they call furloughed staff. You know, where they've got a 20-30% of their staff, uh, you know, relying on social grants or unemployment benefits from from the government. There have been situations in South Africa, particularly those that were heavily involved in, for instance, tourism or hospitality or PR and and you know, sponsorships have have either closed down or closed down divisions or retrenched people. So we are we are finding that there are a lot of people knocking on doors looking for jobs, which which also implies that. You know, there's been there's been some significant cutbacks on on the advertising business in South Africa, and I think that's just simply a, a result of I don't think the brands, the big brands, are spending less. I just think they're spending differently. Um, we've been very privileged, and that that we've seen quite substantial growth this year during lockdown, and I think it's because we are dig- digital first, and we we think in that space, and that most of our clients. Um, you know, we're already servicing them in that in that way. Uh, we've also been very privileged to have actually probably employed, you know, I don't know, about forty people during lockdown, um, which I think you know is is the exception rather than the rule for most ad agencies in, in South Africa. We're very humble about that, and we're very very privileged that that's been the case. And as I say, I think it's um, I think the the landscape's shifting, and the landscape is going more and more heavily into into digital and e-commerce. And I think the people playing in those spaces will grow more rapidly. And I think those that aren't playing in those spaces will, will, will need to get up to speed quite quickly. Now, could you take us through how the online environment has become so favorable for a more direct response campaign? And could you also take us through how this could be used as an attractive proposition to drive sales in this current climate? Yeah, sure. You know... I think it was. Um, I think it was famous. I think it was a quote from from the founder of of um, Ogilvy and Mather, David Mather. He said, "I know only fifty percent of my TV advertising works. I just don't know which fifty percent." And that's a very famous quote in advertising. And anyone in the media business knows when you're trying to attract um, ad spend, you, it's all about metrics and performance. And it's very hard. It's very hard for radio stations, TV, billboards, etc., to do to do you know very clear. Um, performance measurements. However, in digital, it's a lot easier and it's a lot, a lot more data centric. And I think that's the point: is that as people's media consumptions have moved more heavily online, when people are purchase, actively purchasing, and that, that obviously that that has just ramped up massively in the last six months. Yeah, there are systems, and there's so much data out there that if you know what you need to know what you're doing, you need to know what you're looking for. But the, the opportunities to optimize campaigns, to start speaking with precision to your customer base, and really it's, it's that blending of marketing and sales where up to now, the marketers are always under such pressure to give an ROI or a measurement on the effectiveness of their spend. And the sales guys just say, well, how many products have we sold? You know, the marketing and sales kind of parts of the business are starting to, to get a lot closer. And... You know, we're, we're able to start measuring the efficacy of campaigns by a number of not just hits or clicks, but actually units sold. And, and that's really, um, that's just, I think, purely as a result of, of customers and consumers moving more and more into, into a virtual, virtual shopping space. And in light of a virtual shopping space, what kind 
of things should advertisers be looking out for? We know awareness, engagement, and conversation are some of the most common campaign objectives, but what should agencies be focusing on now, especially considering the pandemic? So, look, it's going to be an ever-changing thing. I think in the last six months for South Africans, certainly, people were, you know, it was that things like move more at home or having, you know, cooking a meal at home or having a restaurant experience or date night at home because no one was going out to restaurants, et cetera. So I think that's where where, um, brands that got into that space and were thinking in that space did really well. I'm still a firm believer that all the basic principles of marketing and branding still apply. It's just how you adapt them to the to the new world order, as I say, or to the new the new dynamics. And those things are always the same. We understand your customer, have empathy with your customer, and build brand equity by servicing them and meeting them where they where they are and with what they need, and and just doing that in in, in ways that are you know where they are. And so I think the brands that are plugged into social and are listening to what people are talking about, their brands, their category, their products and responding are doing very well and growing. We've seen a massive, massive growth in the last six months of social media community management requirements. And we have people actively involved in social listening, actively involved in community um, conversations. And that's, again, this is the time that brands should be talking to their customers and more importantly, listening. And customers are speaking and they're voting with their wallets, but they're also talking about you know, their thoughts, their needs. And, and so if you're not listening right now, um, you're going to lose out. You're going to lose market share and you're going to lose out on, on some very, very key quality conversations. Now, Paul, as lockdown measures continue to relax, how would this then increase the pressure on the advertising industry to improve how it measures return on investment across digital media devices and other platforms? It's it's hard one to to quantify. It's a good question. Look, I think the the truth is people are still going to be... I'm having this conversation with a number of clients. What is December going to be like in South Africa? What is summer going to be like? Are people going to travel like they normally do? Are the beaches going to be as full as they normally are? Or are people still going to be staying at home and having bras? At what level or what extent are people going to um, embrace normal quote-unquote behavior? What is the, you know, with the, with the absence of sport, everyone's waiting and dying for new sporting activities. And yet the, the new rugby season, you know, started on the weekend. The viewerships weren't as high as, as everyone expected. So it's unprecedented times. I think the basics are... Let's assume that, that the, the digital conversations are going to continue being more important and, and that people's behavior, once they've got over any kind of mental block or, or learning or experience block of, of putting their credit card details, I mean, unbelievably, some people are still very scared of that and, and, and haven't shopped online. But once you have, and then you've gone from you know using take a lot or loot to now Alibaba or Amazon, and now you're starting to actually get very comfortable buying things online, you're not going to go back. So I think those conversations are going to carry on being important. How you blend the, you know, um, RRL with the virtual experience, you know, the in real life versus the actual online experience is going to be the challenge. How do you bring that together? Um, How do we operate on multiple screens? So if somebody's watching a live sporting activity or a live TV show, how do you also speak to them on the second screen, on their small screen? You know, how do you make that engaging? How do you measure you know, uh, or drive people to purchasing decisions or brand experiences? 
um, when people have you know are at a sporting game not just at home watching the sporting game and these are some of the questions that i think marketers and, and agencies need to think about and speaking of agencies since many have been working on internet-based services how has the working from home setup been affected have affected employees and productivity and have service providers been willing to assist with connectivity at such short notice to assist employees working from home and is this model something you as an agency are considering to keep post pandemic i'll answer that question from the from the back to the front um absolutely we will never go back to where we were um i don't think the creative space uh, particularly uh, we've always believed in in in, in distributed um remote working and we have been doing that for 10 years um, and, and I think what this has proven is that it's possible and I think as soon as our customers realize that we don't have to be in a room to present creative work and that we can actually work remotely it's changed the dynamic so no I don't think we'll ever go back to uh, 8 to 5, 9 to 6, Monday to Friday everyone has to be in one room to get stuff done uh, I think that's gone and I think that's a good thing I think it'll be good for our planet less traffic your petrol fumes and hopefully you know better just better all around um psychological uh, health from not having to sit in traffic so i think that's a great thing um in terms of working from home and tech and and internet no i mean i think we we have had a major challenge as south africans if i compare it uh, if I compare ourselves to, to even emerging markets like brazil or, or um turkey or india they're Funny enough, it was easier for them to get into a work from home mode because, you know, they actually have power all the time. They don't have to worry about um, power outages and broadband is, is, is actually fairly accessible and, and easy. Whereas for us in South Africa, we, we've had to buy inverters for, for most of our staff so that people can work from home through, through um, load shedding. A lot of people don't, you know, obviously didn't have fiber at home. So we've had to, or don't even have fiber as an option. So we've, you know, we've had to put an LTE routers or various other ways and so we've had we've had to work very very hard at trying to figure out the best way to keep everyone connected um and i think largely we you know we've got it right but no it's not been easy and i think certainly what i've heard is that um for for one or two of the new entrants into the market like rain i believe rain was really really busy and has grown extremely well over this period but i i must say i think a lot of the bigger providers didn't maybe jump into the bandwagon enough and I think there was probably a missed opportunity there for, for some service providers to have done more and, and done better for everyone um, in, in the work from, from home migration. Insightful stuff, Paul. And uh, finally, from me, in keeping with the realization that we're all collectively making, that there's no way we will go back to to the way things were, not, especially not right away. And with many jobs that have, that have been lost already during this COVID-19 pandemic, how can agencies leverage on offshoring work in order to create employment during this time? So yeah, I think this is a follow-on from the earlier conversation. So as I said, we, we started doing this 10 years ago and about five years ago, we, it really started picking up. And I think as bandwidth got faster and, and customers and, and agencies in Europe were more, more open to South Africa. It, it really helped grow it. Our experience has taught us probably a couple of things. One is that there's, you have to get over a trust thing. So the, the first and most important thing 
is, is, is allowing wherever your customer is in Europe or the States or wherever they are, that they actually feel comfortable and confident that you, you will deliver. And I think the, the, and that, you know, the fact that you're not in the same city or the same room doesn't mean that you won't deliver. And, and I think because of COVID and because of people working in a distributed and, and remote fashion, that's an easier job today than it was certainly five years ago when we, or even 10 years ago. So I think that's the first thing that yeah, agencies, uh, creative people should be thinking about how do we give that confidence? How do we prove that we can do this? And how do we start attracting some of these, these dollars, pounds and euros into the country? The second thing that we learned was that there is a learning curve difference, particularly in the digital space between South Africa and, and the rest of the world. And so we, we, we built a, an academy and we, we trained people up because a lot of people didn't have the skill sets or didn't know, you know the specific platforms or the specific details of, of what needed to be done. So I think a, a learning environment is critical. I think as, as individuals, as artists, as creatives, um, if, you, if you're selling your own skills, make sure that you're up to speed, make sure that you're always learning. There's great tools out there. Some of them cost money, not a lot. Some of them don't cost any money that you can always be learning, always be improving your, your skill sets. And as an organization, you have to make sure that you, you're cutting edge uh, in a digital space. So we, 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 we did that three or four years ago. We set up the academy and we're still doing that today, which is making sure that we're always on, on par and on track with, <clears throat> with global work so that we're able to service whatever requirements are coming through. And I think thirdly, you just have to be persistent. You just have to keep on trying, don't you? Um, that's this, and that's part of our South Africanism is, you know, we're very well known for, for working hard and never giving up and, and, and keep on going. And I think that's partly what's, um, what I think would be my advice to, to any agencies or creative people out there saying, well, keep on knocking on doors, keep on trying, build that trust, build your skills and, and do what you can. We have just been in conversation with Mr. Paul Vandenberg, the Chief Evangelist at Oliver South Africa, taking us through the ways in which this pandemic has impacted the world of advertising. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or streams via www.varfm.co.za.